0: Is the second of two reunion episodes for this summer. I originally happened... I I planned to have this be my birthday episode, but a sudden tragedy involving our distant friend in Inspiration-shaped Phyllis Productions, without whom none of us would be, be even be here in this chat room, caused me to hold off on it in favor of something else. But with that long behind us, I decided to dust this movie off as a tribute to how far the three of us have come. It's the Avengers of Rocky and Bullwinkle. With me, I have Andrew.
1: What's up?
0: And Riley. Hi. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle premiered on June 30th, 2000, the same day as The Perfect Storm, oddly enough. It was directed by Des McAnuff, written by Kenneth Lonergan, based on Rocky and Bullwinkle, created by Jay Ward, and stars Rene Russo, Jason Alexander, Robert De Niro, Piper Perabo, Randy Quaid, and June Frey and Bill Scott. This movie, when their enemies hatch a plan to take over our world through mind control, Rocky and Bullwinkle, out of work for the past 35 years, are dispatched by an FBI agent to help stop them. And I'm going to read the critics' consensus. Though the film stays true to the nature of the original cartoon, the script is disappointing and not funny. Didn't laugh. As always, if you want to watch along with us Then you can go over to Just Watch a out Where you can buy, rent, or stream the movie in your area This time you need to have it at the start And when I give the countdown and say now Then press play and you should be synced with us Alright, what do you think of us doing The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle?
1: You know, Perfect. Rotten Tomatoes Watch Mojo You can take all of their opinions with a grain of salt
0: <laughs> Yeah Yeah, I i mean I,
1: I, I've never seen this movie in full And I am Pretty interested in seeing it for the first time.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I'm. I'm just shocked at how like, like it, it. for the most part, it's timeless and just. And, I, I mean, it's not like, like Andrew re- referred to like just a moment ago, like in the trailer. Bullwinkle just says "What's up," and that's not in the movie. It, it's just, <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. They changed He's the curious. line. They, they, they just included that. What's up? To like, pander to the audience. Like, hey, look at this. We're cool. We're hip with the kids. This will get the butts and seats right.
2: Um. Yeah. Y- and then, like, the audience members just like come out of the movie and they're just like, I want my refund.
1: <laughs> How dare this film not pander to me?
2: I mean, because times had changed
0: since like the original show. Um it's out there making new episodes so and like it's very like i mean if you watch the original show it it is like there's a lot of like whimsical satire and um i i think i've talked about this before there's like a literally a scene where um they're in a plane that's about to crash, and they need hot air, and so, like, Rocky has Bullwinkle read from the US congressional record to keep it up low because th- <laughs> it
2: has that much hot air. Oh my God. What? <laughs> yes! Wait, can that be a Hunger Games sim event? <laughs> it
1: should yes. be a Hunger Games sim event.
2: <laughs> that's funny as hell. <laughs> I love that.
0: Yeah. Like, um, you can- <coughs> Yeah. Okay. So is anybody ready to watch the movie? Is everybody here? Is everybody ready? <laughs> it.
1: Well, b- before you hit it, I do have one last thing I, I want to talk about. So I first heard this movie in 2015, uh, but I I never did watch it, even though I wanted to because I, never, I didn't have the will. And I think my dad said he didn't want to watch it or something. But then in 2016, Doug Walker, aka nostalgia critic, released a review of the adventures in Rocking Bullwinkle, and to everyone's surprise, he actually liked the movie. And he uh, he didn't understand really why people didn't like it. And uh, but what I found weird is that he he channeled these feelings about him liking it and everyone else not liking it for some reason into a parody of Amadeus. <laughs>
0: Better what? than channeling them into a parody of Pink Floyd's "The Wall."
1: I mean, I guess, but why? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, uh, the the uh, the review itself is fine. It's in the Modern Nostalgia Critic uh uh thing. It it's certainly not as good as his early stuff, but. And it's certainly not as bad as the wall review, but uh, uh what what was going in his head to to make him think, man, the adventures of Rocky Bullwinkle is good. You know what this reminds me of? Fucking Amadeus.
0: <laughs> I wanna see a mashup of this movie and Amadeus for like literally no reason.
1: Bullwinkle and Mozart would actually unironically get along. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, for real though, is everybody here? Is everybody ready?
1: Did
2: it? Hit it? I just have one small thing to say, <laughs> real quick. The perfect storm of Rocky and Bullwinkle, two thousand.
0: Yep. <laughs> and then well, they all died, and,
2: and they and then they all die in a tornado. And
0: <laughs> it, it was fun. They were they liked it, and now they're dead.
1: <laughs> like it's like uh, if if if. Rocky and Bullwinkle and Perfect Storm crossed over, and the ship was sinking, and John C. Wright was like, this is going to be hard on my little boy. And then Bullwinkle's like, this ship's sinking faster than the economy. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank
0: God. laughs> okay, uh, alright, fine. Three... Okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> okay, ready Freddy? Three, Let's go. two, one, now... Um. So I, I had it at the start because the Universal logo actually bleeds into the movie itself. Yeah, and like you at gotta appreciate. Yeah, you gotta appreciate when like they when like when they when like the logos actually figure their way into the film itself. See, like that.
1: Wow, well, oh, I didn't so get to cool. see the website. Damn it. Okay. in association with Acapella KC Undercover
0: KC, <laughs> remember like I, I like, remember KC Undercover
2: yeah we got a title yeah. y'all Yes.
0: Yep. back
1: in the 90s back hey, in the 90s why is this in
0: 1964
1: because that was the, the year the, 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 like the ad said, show two, went, that the ad said year... 2000 I want my money back
0: I mean, I mean, th- like this is a prologue. Um, like the show like got canceled in 1964.
1: It truly was the end of Camelot.
0: <laughs> yep. Okay. Today,
1: wait, what do you mean yeah, this today? Is, uh, this, this
0: is this is, 35 this is
1: 2023. Years. I thought this was this this was 2000. I, mean, I want like my this... money back again.
0: <laughs> this is like 1990. I mean, this is like ni- 1999 to 2000. And uh, hmm. and the town is crippled by years of reruns, because like the, because this is and they like,
1: cut down the trees.
0: The uh, I mean, Rocky and Bullwinkle the Lorax mashup, like they're <laughs> like the Lorax was made by Universal, which um distributes um, distributed this movie and uh, narrator actually the narrator's living with his mom. And he, now he's narrating her life, and then she's she gets pissed.
1: You know what this uh, movie needs? Um, yeah, it needs Ed Helms uh, rapping about how bad he is.
0: <laughs> oh my god! That would just be... That would be, like, the funniest thing ever, like... <laughs> New, like <laughs> mashup of this, like this deserves to be mashed up with everything ever.
1: We we need Rocky and Bullwinkle now more than ever.
0: Yeah, there was right? like a, yeah, there was an Amazon show a while back, but um, and it didn't do too good numbers.
1: Yeah, I remember you you included a scene from that Rocky and Bullwinkle revival in my backyard Backyardigans collab.
0: Oh yeah, uh. And, uh, I was gonna say something, and I forget.
1: And um, we all funny. forget in the hate of passing Jimbo. Uh,
0: th- there's so many good lines in there. Like, you missed one, um, it's like, um, he's talking about wildlife conversation, and Rocky's like, you mean wildlife conservation? You said wildlife conversation! And Bullwinkle's like, well, somebody's gotta start talking about these things!
1: I remember, uh, you also missed another good line of dialogue. I read this, I saw this in, like, the Nostalgia Critic Review. The narrator was like, their dialogue had become hackneyed and cliche, and then Boinkle was like, no, it was always like this.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I, I am yeah. I am actually surprised, like, the people thought this movie was, like, too juvenile, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and, uh,
1: you know, people don't really give this uh, film too much credit. Yeah. Um I don't know. And that's because and that's because it's a film based on an animation series from the 2000s. Yeah.
0: Yes, and it came out during the during like a time where like people were like there was a bunch of like mid or just plain bad adaptations of cartoons. Um, it was probably sparked by the Flintstones and Casper, and,
1: uh... Yeah, and, and, and among other cultural things, uh, this film was released at around the same time, NSYNC's Bye 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 was just raiding the radio waves, so, like, people had to think of this movie while thinking of that song, and it just, they got sick of it.
0: Um, actually, I I think Larger Than Life was in the promo, actually.
1: Hmm. Is that a, another boy band song?
0: Yeah, it's uh, Backstreet Boys. <coughs> um, yeah, see, like imagine, yeah. like Imagine if it's gonna be May was actually in this movie, and then this movie was, like, incorporated on, uh, it's, like, and you just kept seeing this, like, see, see, seeing stuff from this movie every, um, April 30th. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, like when whenever people in 2000 thought of this song they thought of they thought of boy bands like NSync and the Backstreet Boys because their music was used in the the trailers and their music was so popular and anything that's popular is just uh, nothing for them hmm. also they got Robert DeFuckin' fucking Nero in this
0: he produced it he's he was a fan of the original show <laughs>
1: that checks out
0: yeah, and uh, and and I remember reading something about like there was uh, I remember reading like Keith Scott uh who played Bullwinkle in the movie um he um had all these um had all this um He he like he contributes to, like this audiobook um, hmm. um okay.
1: audiobook um I I no.
0: I think I just like I think I think uh anyway
1: see... uh I now had canoned that uh, since uh, Robert De Niro is a canon fan of Rocky and Bullwinkle, I I now had Canada that after the scene after they filmed the scene where Arthur shot Murray on live TV, Robert De Niro walked back to his trailer and watched uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle to keep himself happy. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh... let can... um, oh, oh, yes! the It was like a book and recording, and, uh...
1: Um... So, he had, like, a... Okay. So, um, uh, who, who's the name of the guy who's, uh... uh voicing Bullwinkle, Keith Scott? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it should, and it should also be worth... He, he sounds like a new guy, but it should be also worth noting that, uh... June Foray, who reprises her role as Rocky in this.
0: Yeah, she was, like... I mean, uh she was 82 when this came out, and, uh... Um, and, and like, and she she didn't, I mean, like, if, if you go back to the original show, like, she she was, like, a lot younger, she was, like, a little, a lot younger, she was, like, 42, and, um, she was, like, just really peppy, uh, it sounded, sounded a lot peppier.
1: Yeah, and, uh, Nostalgia Critic himself, uh, acknowledged that Rocky, in this movie, sounds like he needs a bunch of Prozac,
0: for that, like the the stuff from We Happy Few. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> you saw the review too. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. So. Um, um.
1: Rb. RbTV stands for Really Bad Television.
0: Yeah. Ah. Okay so um <laughs> that, I found That's
1: my nickname for uh watch mojo those uh greedy shits who don't like dog with a blog uh <laughs> great they don't know good art when they see it
0: Yeah um so um <coughs> I, I'm saying I'm seeing like um He he says, uh, Charles Fleischer's role On Roger Rabbit, where he was on set Doing the voice, set the tempo for future Combos of live action and animation production Uh, He was required on set Most filming days for six months to either do Bullwinkle or the narrator And like the CGI by Industrial Light and Magic wouldn't be finished For almost a year Rather than Mm. have a Crew member read the lines, they got Him to travel with it Um, And And, uh, it says, there's a scene, um, and, like, um, so Robert De Niro, he would, he would invite June and Keith to, uh, rehearse with him at the Four Seasons, and they would watch a couple of old episodes, including, there's this one scene where the villains sing Hail Potsylvania, and, like, and he, he remarked how, it was a pity that song was in the movie. So, and then, then, just, just a few days later... He pulled some strings and demanded that the song be in the movie. And like,
1: you just missed a very weird scene where the president has his own assistant mole for some reason. Yep,
0: <laughs> that that is like, yeah, that, that is a banger pun right there. But literal <laughs> mole. And like, and and the and the director never let him forget how his suggestion upped the budget, but it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Uh... Um yeah. uh, so uh uh excuse me for a second, I have to deal with something.
0: Okay. Um all right.
1: You can ramble about something while I'm I'm gone.
0: Um, I'm, gonna read, I'm gonna read some stuff. Um so around this uh, so um it says like um it like Harley, um hear this. Um this went way over schedule uh, uh, between the start of filming and the release date. It was like a year and a half of back and forth to Hollywood, doing many post-production voiceover sessions alongside Jude Frey. and they spent like a further six weeks side by side doing publicity and interviews in all media. Uh, and they were highly aware that the film tanked, but they loved it because like there was a lot of Jay Ward homage and they re- tried really hard to maintain the flavor of the original cartoons. Yeah, I mean, and uh, he he also. Wait, what re- happened? Um, he, they were talking about like they um. They, they, uh, God, I'm having trouble speaking. Um, they were, um, they they still loved it, even though it flopped, but because they, it really um, ca- recaptures the flavor of the original show. And, yeah,
1: I, I I agree with that.
0: And Keith Scott was actually a fan of the original show because, like... And around the same time the movie came out, he had, like, a... A retrospective of the show called... The original series called The Moose That Roared. And I think it's still on Amazon.
1: Well, that's interesting. He... Green light. So he's, like, an ascended fan.
0: Yeah. Ascended fans, um... Are, are pretty... Yeah. So, like... I, I, I just realized this
1: is why I, this is why if there, there's like a, a wander Over yonder movie or an amphibia movie, I should at least have some part in the crew because I at least know what the hell to do for the series.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I, I I just realized that this like just kind of irreverent weird this like kind of weird thing it kind of set the template for Barbie 20 years later. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I can
1: t- I can see that. I've no I have not seen Barbie yet because I might say I'm a film kid, but I never have the time, nor the money, nor the will to go to the the picture shows because I am a lazy ass.
2: Uh, yeah. I, mean, I try to like go to the movies, but like I just don't have time in my schedule. I haven't. I still haven't seen Barbie, and it's been a month. I haven't seen it yet.
0: Uh, or Oppenheimer.
2: Yeah, I, I've only... I haven't seen Barbie, and I've been trying... I've been, like, avoiding spoilers for months. <laughs> yeah, so I... So I know, like, I... nothing about the film. Except for, like, the trailers.
1: Yeah. I saw, like, a Fox News fucking video once, where, like, one of the the, the... the host guys was showing a picture of, like... on children's map of the world... I was supposed to depict Barbie's journey from Barbieland to the real world and for for some goddamn reason and somehow he he made like nine dashes to the east of Asia he turned that into like some conspiracy about China owning all the Pacific uh, water space
0: <laughs> that is so stupid and um...
1: I was that all? Just, just stupid. That's all I heard. Stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it, that is just kind of mind bogglingly stupid. Like
1: it is ungodly stupid. It is. It is. It it it, it pisses me more that it's not satire. Honestly.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, this is this would be the greatest satire in the world if they. This would be the greatest satire in the world if they didn't mean every word of it. But then again, maybe they don't mean every word of it. They are a bunch of grifting panderers.
0: Yeah. Okay, um okay, so there's gonna be another cute little line, um Um uh, uh when he after like he gets through the door. Um they get to the edge of the building. And
1: uh And then but
0: So she asks if he knows how to repel. and he's like, "I have been repelling audiences for years."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a That's a good one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Have you guys seen the um, event that I just posted in the sim? Oh, Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I'll I'll read it out because I'm the first one to see it. Um, Player 1 tries to front flip into the jumping spider only to fail miserably at it, ending their season on American Ninja Warrior.
0: (laughs) And look who else just failed their season on American Ninja Warrior. Rocky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And for this entire, uh, for the entire movie, Rocky is going to sound so depressed, and I know it's it's not June Foray's fault. She is, eighty two.
0: That's that, I not. I mean, so she well. she died a couple years ago, like probably like six years ago, like last month. Yeah, she
1: was she was like three months to being a hundred. Like she lived a very nice long life.
0: Yes. Yeah, and she, like she had like a, one of the best, like she had a really um illustrious career she was like granny and looney tunes she was in mulan she's she was in cinderella
1: well that's right she was the the, the grandma yeah Yes. uh my <laughs> like my my sister's favorite line ever in Mulan is like when Mulan uh asks uh li shang would you like to stay for dinner? And then the grandma replies,
2: "Would you like to stay forever?" <laughs> that is, so that is like That's her, literally my favorite line.
1: Yeah, it's her favorite line too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I. So I'm, uh, oh, go ahead. I
0: have a I have a letterbox list of good, um, pure-hearted and not <laughs> most for the most part not that of family-friendly movies that are for the most part family-friendly and or non-cringy and or timeless and uh, I really should put this on there um, let me see what's on that. It, like there are movies for Thanksgiving and other gatherings let's hmm. see if I can find um, I have the 2019 Little Women the one directed by Greta Gerwig I have Marcel Shell with shoes on Tangled, several Muppet movies, The Princess Bride, Mm. um, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, it's a mix of old and new stuff, Summer Wars, um, which Mm. is like this anime that, um, it's, it's like an anime movie where, like, this guy goes to, um, goes to this girl's house to appease her family, and then, and then the whole family's just racing against the clock to stop like this m- missile <laughs>
1: um are you taking suggestions for this list
0: um yeah what what should I, what?
1: cool cool because i don't have any suggestions but if i find any i'll tell them to you feel good so the the theme is feel good movies
0: um, good, pure-hearted, timeless, non-cringy, mostly family-friendly movies for Thanksgiving and other gatherings.
1: Have you added Mitchells vs. Machines?
0: Um, I- I don't know. I mean, I guess that would count as, like, a timeless-
1: It would- yeah. Yeah, I think it would qualify. It's- it's got a lot of futuristic elements to it, but it's- it's family-oriented. There's- there's an Aesop.
0: And, and there's, like, uh, some- and there's also, like, some timelessness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, um. Nothing says timeless like Carmel Donson.
0: <laughs> I mean, time. I mean, Carmel Donson has stood the test of time.
1: Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Remember when uh, Phineas and Ferb did a fucking Carmel Donson uh, parody?
2: <laughs> yes. Wait, what?
0: Yeah, it was like <laughs> the it was like the summer belongs to you, and they went to Japan, and they um, danced, and the and then they just did the Carmel Donson. Which is especially right. funny
1: because the Carmel Donson is Swedish.
0: And, like, I mean, but, like, the, like, it, and the Carmel Donson has its roots in, 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 like, in, in, like, a little split second, um, clip from, uh, some H-game, H-game movie called Popoton or something.
1: Hmm. Oh my god, I didn't know the Blues Brothers made a cameo in this. <laughs>
0: my god i would uh, i every so i i've um i actually remember like this radio show i listened to played um the their cover of riot in cell block 9 for um like dan Aykroyd's birthday cuz like they mm. typically do like um they typically do like have a segment where they like, play s- songs by artists who have birthdays this th- at, mm. that weekend mm-hmm
1: yeah uh, i remember like in for like for most of the first half of of this year i was listening to a lot of lieber Stoller for my uh history of pop music class and riot and Selbach nine is one of the songs that i did really like yeah <laughs> yeah we should we should probably check out some like artists who've covered lieber Stoller songs On Rock of Ages. Uh,
0: Yeah, I I, I just remember uh, not discrediting Beautiful Girls, which only sampled Stand By Me.
1: Hmm. Wait, Stand By Me was also Libra Stoller?
0: Yeah, they wrote it.
1: Man, all of your favorite uh, songs from the late 50s and early 60s are by Libra Stoller. I am just realizing that now. um Lieber passed on August 22nd 2011 which was like uh 12 years ago yesterday and uh Michael Stoller uh not to bless not not to uh, jinx anything is uh still alive
0: okay um you, you do remember what happened with the, uh, us I know I know and... but I, I know
1: I know I know yeah Yeah. I, I, I'm not bringing that up again also we missed we missed a very uh funny line uh when, like, one of the interns was asking Fearless Leader, like, this is basically the plot to Roger Rabbit, and then Fearless Leader's like, shut up, this is totally different! And then there's, like, five seconds of silence.
0: Yeah, and the kid here, the girl here is, like, she was, like, uh, apparently she was the first person to play, like, the daughter, uh, the younger daughter on Boy Meets World. Hmm. Which is interesting, like,
1: Speaking of uh, Roger Rabbit, this weasel looks like he was one of the uh, background characters for uh who, who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's And watch as he watch as he dies. Well, She's he working... he doesn't die. He just get trans he just gets sucked to the internet.
0: Yeah. Oh, that should be a Hunger Games Sim event. Player 1 gets transmitted into the internet and is ineligible for the sim. <laughs> I, that should be happens. an event. We'll make that.
2: Yeah. Okay, um you do it, Riley. Wait! Yeah. Oh wait, you can make it. Wait, wait, I, whoa, I can. Wait, I can. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry. Um, player. I thought you were gonna make it. Is said you were typing on the events? Uh, I was, oh, I was sorry. Like,
0: oh, uh, okay. The computer degenerating imagery. Uh,
2: wait. Uh, it's the CDI. Oh. Yeah,
1: I can. Oh I can my make god.
2: It. Is it player one makes it to the like gets stuck into the intervent and is unable to compete?
1: Yeah. uh... Also, I want to bring up how, like, uh, two years after uh, finishing up his role as George Costanza, uh, Jason Alexander played Fearless Leader in the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. (coughs) And uh, this cough you are hearing from me has been persistent ever since August 1st, and it won't go away no matter how many uh, medical pills I try.
0: to the mountain I've been to the... I don't remember like uh, that song was in the movie uh, the Barbie movie not like this movie uh, oh gosh uh, I'm going insane. sing uh, you...
1: actually it's been in every movie it would have been funny if uh, if in the middle of this uh, movie uh, Bullwinkle just setting a power ballad about how he's Bullwinkle <laughs>
0: No, Ryan, Oh no, Ryan Gosling cameo. Yes. <laughs> That'd
2: be so
0: funny. Uh, no, like Michael Sarah as Alan makes an appearance in this movie for no reason.
1: I still haven't seen Barbie, but I I've heard a lot about Alan.
2: Uh, I've heard about Alan too. Yeah, uh, we stand, Alan. Oh my
1: fuck! She just she just fucking kicked him out of the car like.
2: Oh! Oh! Oh no!
1: Imagine if the movie ended right there and she saw her two friends dead roadkill. Because <laughs> she I pushed them done! out of the car and onto the the the, the pavement.
0: I, have you ever seen the memes of like um this song, but it um. This song, but it like came out in to- this movie, but it came out in 2007. Like they'd edited oh, yeah, the I endings. Think
1: you, I think you, like wanted to make an, a a a variation of Amphibia, but like it ends with "Somewhere I Belong."
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um. Or did. It- did you say you wanted to do that, or uh, the, no? I, the, I was gonna.
0: I, I was gonna. I. I. It, I did end up making a Wreck It Ralph. Um, <coughs> Wreck It Ralph, but it came out in two thousand seven.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like they just steal. I wonder. Car.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder what would this. Uh, what would this movie look like? If it came out in 2007.
0: Um, it would just, like, it... um, it, there's, like, um, so, like, there's a promo for Batman Begins that's been circulating, this is an actual promo, and it actually used, um, Someday by Nickelback.
1: Oh, uh, unironically?
0: Yes, without a hint of irony. My and, God. like, some, and somebody made a, a pro. somebody made, like, a, um, made a sim, that made one for with um the Batman, and uh,
1: I could not for the life of me imagine Christopher Nolan in the same room with a Nickelback song. <laughs>
0: um, so um,
1: oh damn, you and know... somebody
0: made an uncut gems um <coughs> version um of that spot. Um, hmm. so like, Oops, uh,
1: I I posted it in the. That? You know, uh, Robert De Niro looks actually looks kind of good in this movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. So... I, I love how this is like the middle of the desert, and the uh, uh, Piper Parabos character is wearing a a winter uh, hat.
2: <laughs>
1: Just because. You know, medium shift uh uh medium blend movies, we need more of those these days. They granted they are a double edged sword. For every who framed Roger Rabbit or The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, you get uh the Chippendale Rescue Rangers thing that came out last year.
0: Or Alvin but and the it could Chibons.
1: be done. It, no, no, that that wasn't really medium shift. Uh that was just regular CGI. Any any uh I mean-
0: Spider Verse
1: uh, show adaptation can use uh,
0: um, Spider Verse.
1: Is there are there like live action segments in um, the there, new Spider Verse movie? There's some in
0: the new. There's some in the new one, and there's also a scene it, de- in Lego, which was actually done by a 14 year old. Believe it or not. Oh yeah, and, like, he's a.
1: Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he's he he is really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like he actually. They actually, um, made it during his school shift during his time in school, and, like, his dad built him a better computer so it would better render faster.
1: You see, that? that's great. That's great parenting. Yes. Yeah. Also, do you see this old man in the captain's hat? That is Jonathan Winters. Uh, do expect to see more of him.
0: Ah. Uh, Jonathan
1: uh, yeah. Winters is another oh, guy also... with a
0: long, illustrious career.
1: Yeah. Oh, also uh, another uh, film that uses the uh, medium blending to its own good, The Lego Movie.
0: Yes! Yes! That is yeah, like, that is right. the textbook example of uh, good good medium blending. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I really want to make some really good, me- I, I, I don't know, like, how I would pick, like, that's, like, I want to put, like, a medium blending movie on my um, filmmaking bucket list.
1: Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, I would do like a if I ever did make like a, a Wanderer of Yonder sequel, whether whether if it was like a third season, it rightfully deserves, or a movie. I I am conflicted on whether or not I would do a medium blend for that one, and honestly, I don't think I'd I'd want to. The, the show is too pure for that, in my in my eyes, to be tainted by our disgusting live-action, uh, skin. Then
0: then it would be, like, the live-action remake of some other movie.
1: Yeah, like, we can't just have Wander and Sylvia traversing the galaxy doing stuff, and then all of a sudden they're riding on the back of David Hasselhoff.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that is, like, um... So, um, this scene is interesting because, like, John Goodman is in it, and, um, that same summer, um, the same summer this came out, like, the same, or, like, not the same summer, but the same year, um, also, they, also Rocky and Polo actually notices that their faces are blurry. (laughs) Um, John Goodman was out playing Piper Perabo's dad in Coyote Ugly, which is, um, a movie I have on VHS, but I haven't actually watched it all the way through. And yeah, I, don't know, I guess it's like kind of mid. But I, I, I do have the soundtrack. It's got a, like a some like, um, I have both of the soundtracks um, on my phone. Mm. They they're just like a pretty uh, solid mix of like, like weird yeah. pop of like, pop and rock. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> another weird thing about uh, John Goodman's cameo in this. Uh, yeah, he, John Goodman makes a cameo in this movie. You know who else is going to make a cameo later in this movie?
0: Billy I mean, Crystal. Billy Crystal.
1: Billy Crystal.
0: Yeah, yep. and then Monsters Inc. Oh my yep. God! Like, too, oh my God! Like, 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 speaking of Monsters Inc., um, I found like, uh. I found, like, a video, like, I think this was just uploaded, um, there's a video of, um, it was, like, it was, like, a trailer that was specifically made by Pixar and Disney to, um, to run, um, in front of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and, um, it's, um, it's, like, Mike and Sully playing charades, and, like, the answer's, like, Harry Potter, um, (laughs) Yeah, it's and and like any like an
1: interesting experiment. And
0: Mike keeps getting it wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, uh shoot, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um Was Monsters Inc. two thousand one or two thousand two?
0: It was two thousand one. Okay. No, actually uh. I think it was like the first Harry Potter movie. Oh, okay. I think Chamber of Secrets uh, came out in 2003. Um, I
1: also, oh, also I I just I remember what I what I was gonna say. Like <clears throat> when when Piper was getting arrested, Piper Perabo, I forget her character's name, Karen? but she was like pleading to him, Karen. Oh boy, she's one of those people. <laughs> but she was like, I'm a I'm an I'm an FBI agent, and then John Goodman was like, Yeah, and I'm John Goodman.
0: <laughs> okay. You, you missed, yeah, there's you, also another you missed that line yes I I heard yeah. it um I, I heard it a little bit um so um let me just reiterate it for riley if she probably didn't hear it like he he's just saying stuff like uh, bullwinkle's like I thought you were in Oklahoma and Rocky uh, no bullwinkle's like would you like to narrate this would you like to narrate this movie and bullwinkle's like no in a sense he actually is because because <laughs> like they're because he's Because they they show the same
1: voice actor. Yep. (laughs) Don't you love that? (laughs) What if they died? Right. What if this was where the movie ended?
0: (laughs) Cut to credits. Like there, there are so many cut to credits moments that could happen in this movie.
1: Thirty-four minutes in. Uh, Show's already over. Um, Like
0: inappropriate credits rolls.
1: Oh, just you, you, I love those videos. <laughs> oh my
0: god. That would be so... I, I feel like making, like... I don't know. I don't often make too many, like, shit posts these days. But, like, I would love to make, like, a montage of inappropriate credit rolls.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I but I've learned from those inappropriate credit roll videos is that there are so many, and I mean so many, inappropriate uh, credit rolls in the film Robots. <laughs> yes! Oh my and god! And I still I... haven't seen Robots yet. All I know is that it stars Robin Williams and Obi Wan Kenobi, and at some point, Tom Waits' Underground plays.
0: Oh yeah, I have the soundtrack on my phone. There's so many bangers on it. Um, there's um, there is um, this there's like Wonderful Night by Fatboy Slim.
1: I think like. <laughs> Is uh is J is like is there a James Brown song in that? Uh, yes, that, get up uh, off of that thing. Yeah, which the, incidentally is stuff. also
0: like that is also like I find it hilarious that that song like is also in Muppets from Space and that's where I first. Started. I was just thinking that. Yes.
1: <laughs> like oh hey yeah uh, James, the, uh, the James Brown song that was used in the end credits is also the song that was in the uh, the the party scene. In near the beginning of Muppets from Space. Like, um, like it's when, when Gonzo buys a jacuzzi to please his alien uh, family.
0: The, well, actually, it was like Rizzo and Pepe pranking him. Because he was like... <laughs> uh, no, it, like, he bought the jacuzzi because Rizzo and Pepe just basically pranked him. He was just like so top and tired at that point.
2: <laughs> I, I just randomly uh, remember
0: the scene in Amphibia where like Hop-Hop is tries coffee for the first time.
1: Well, I, I could use some coffee.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hop pop is low key one of the greatest and most chaotic old men to exist.
0: Yep. We also
1: ha- I love how how rap how I like, I love how fast the sun rises.
0: Yep. Like, it's, da- just, it's literally it- dawn breaking and it's accompanied by a breaking sound effect. hmm
2: and <laughs> cry me a river. I don't like
1: the. I don't like the look the uh, the uh, security guard guy gave to Karen.
2: <laughs> hey, sorry guys, I got dinner, so that's why
1: I was gone. Oh, well, what, what you having? <laughs> hmm? um, it's all right. You don't have to answer that.
0: Yeah, I.
1: Anyway, uh. Keenan Thompson's in this movie. Hell Kel yeah. Mitchell and, is
0: also in this movie. And
1: Kenan. Kel. I was Kenan and I was Kel. wondering if that was I was wondering if that was Kel. It is Keenan and Kel. The Good Burgers.
0: Yeah, there's gonna be another. There's they're making a Good Burger sequel. <clears throat> good
1: Burger Two, Two Burger, Too Good, <laughs> Too Too Good, Two Burger.
0: Yep, that's what it's called. No, it's probably no, it's a joke. Um,
1: wait, wait! I, 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 have a better name. Good Burger Two, Electric Burger Lou. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um.
0: So, um, they're they're going to Wasamata U, which um exists a- as far back as the original series. Yeah.
1: And, just... and uh, I love how it takes like. Uh, Bullwinkle to get to the very, very center of the campus to realize that he's a moose and this college is vehemently anti moose. <laughs> For some reason. Um, <laughs> I think it's because like their rival their their rival college has a moose mascot. Or that or they just really fucking hate mooses and want them off the face of the planet.
0: Eat them Um yeah, uh like uh I go with like the the rival colleges and movies or like they just hate cartoons. Yeah. (laughs) And uh I don't know. Um and
1: and, uh and I once again I have lost my train of thought.
0: Um so let's um what else? <laughs> okay, um, I'm, I'm just so, thinking, like, Mercy theme song takeover. Why? That's just popping a, in my head. I
1: saw a sign that said, "Don't sell out." So I'm, I'm guessing the, the lore here is that Bullwinkle was an alumni of What's Amada You. Yes, he Until, is... and and then he betrayed them by like, by like dropping out to join Animation.
0: Oh, yeah, um, I mean, that's probably what it is. Yeah, um, so now the... So now they're, like, Karen's getting, um, flirty with the security guard. Um, little does he know she's gonna, um, use him as her method of escaping. Yep.
1: And here we get one of the most famous visual jokes of the entire movie. (laughs) There we go, there it was. you just missed it
0: um i I, oh, we, we, I was talking about mashups um there is a i somebody made a mashup album and it's probably the best one I've ever heard like there are like no duds and no filler and
1: is this the one that crosses uh brushes y y z with fresh princes uh no it theme song? no this is a
0: brand new one um and like um. There, uh, So, one of the songs uh, mashes, like, <laughs> the very first song mashes up Sweet Victory with Industry Baby by Lil Nas X.
2: What?
1: Mm. Yes. That, is, that does make sense. They both start with uh, fanfares.
0: Yep. And, um, I don't want to spoil a thing about it, um, cause I want to see your reaction, your honest reaction. Like, we should I'll do, like... Definitely send it to me yeah it's in the it's in the chat
1: and it's called musical Tang- tangents we do we, that's kind of like what we do on rock of ages we go on a lot of musical tangents hmm.
0: <laughs> okay so um there are so many um yeah and um and like and the way the each song figures into the into like the like the, the way they all complement each other. Um, there's one song in particular that is an actually that they, they take a bunch of unrelated songs. You keep glitching out
1: but I and yet I still understand what you're saying.
0: They take a bunch of unrelated songs and make them into like a song about Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> oh
1: my god. <laughs> yeah that that sounds like a, a treat you know i think i think that might be the reason why paul's boutique is one of my favorite albums it just takes so many things and and turns it into completely new uh things
0: Ah, uh, yeah so anybody did anybody catch the super tramp cameo
1: oh oh my god the 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 the, the, the band who i have have no idea who's who
0: yeah, they play, uh, no, like, uh, not. it's not like a traditional cameo per se, they just play, um...
1: Dreamer. They,
0: yeah, they play Oh, Dreamer. that's right,
1: we talked about that in the Breakfast in America episode, they they have Dreamer in this uh, movie.
0: Yeah, and that was my introduction to this song, um, oddly enough.
1: Yeah. And now for the inevitable Rocky and Bullwinkle who had Breakfast in America joke. Yep. Rocky and Bullwinkle have had breakfast in America. <laughs>
0: Yay! I I want to, like I, I want the three of us to meet up in, in like some place. Um, then we can meet. Then we can have breakfast in America. <laughs> we will
1: have we will have breakfast at the newly opened Margaritaville in Boston.
0: If it opens.
1: It's gonna open. Jimmy wills it.
0: Yeah. Um. No, we can have like <laughs> where we can go have breakfast in America at the Rainforest Cafe by Animal Kingdom, which is the only Rainforest Cafe that sells breakfast. Oddly enough, we could. <sighs> mhm. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I've been like obsessing over both of those Rainforest Cafe and Margaritaville videos.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I said this before, but like, I, I, I dined at the Margaritaville at the Mall of America, which is right next to the original Rainforest Cafe.
0: Yep. And, um,
1: I don't know. And I remember watching, I'm, I'm more, uh, partial to the Margaritaville video by Eddie Burback because it was the first one I watched and I'm, I'm kind of a parrot head. I, I am not ashamed of that fact. Yeah. And if you... Want me to be ashamed of that fact? Uh, you can go straight to I, I like hell. Uh, <laughs> I personally
0: like the Rainforest Cafe video because it's like it's it's just funnier to see um, Eddie's sanity slowly slowly unravel. Yeah, it's just like just comes but more, like, I more remember, frustrated.
1: I remember, I remember when like Eddie's Eddie completely broke in the Margaritaville video when he found out that the Mark America was right next to the Rainforest Cafe one. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. I would honestly say that, uh, uh, the Margaritaville video by Eddie Burback is like the uh, Shrek 2. Uh, it's like the perfect you missed, sequel.
0: You missed this really good psych <laughs> act. They get, they, uh, they went from the, they emerged from the J Ward. Um, there, um, and the creator of the show is J Ward.
1: Ah, that's actually clever.
0: Yes! I I love (laughs) when, like, works acknowledge their creators, like, in, like, or, like, acknowledge people, like, the personnel that, behind it, in, like, these clever ways. Um, this was done, like, as recently as Muppets Mayhem. Like, one of the episodes has, um, uh, there's a, um like, there's a flashback scene and there's a store called Jerry's Music, established 1934. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and well... 1934 being uh, the year Jerry Nelson was born. Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh... And we're approaching that in 11 years. The 100th anniversary. Wow. Oh. Also, um, since we're uh, talking about uh, show... Uh, acknowledging the creator. Uh, for fun fact for Wander over yonder, uh, Sylvia's quilt—the quilt the that uh, Wander sits on when uh, riding her—do not take that out of context. The, there are like little things on the on the end of the quilt, like little lines, and they and they spell out CMCC for Craig McCracken, the uh, creator.
0: Oh, that's they were gently um they were gently traversing through the um through across the highway um did you put your name in the goblet of fire Dumbledore asked calmly
1: <laughs> i I love that video Yup. hi did you put your name in the goblet of fire
0: <laughs> hey Riley you still there? I'm
2: still there, yeah um yes. Okay, so... Luke,
1: I am your father. no, Luke said calmly <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I was gonna say something uh like there are muppet i i one of my favorite things on like the Muppet wiki <sighs> is um there is a place um like the, it, there's like a whole they have like pages for inside jokes where which is like which is like Muffet shows or movies acknowledging other Muffet shows and movies mm. and, and like the people behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just see if I can find a couple. Okay.
1: I seriously don't understand why people hated this movie with a fiery passion. I mean, I get it. N- not everything is going to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Not everything is going to be Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. But still, this is very good for what it's it's trying to be. And it's not really trying to be much of what it already is. Hmm.
0: Let's see, um Inside Jokes and Muppet series and specials, um in uh, in the Muppets. Is there
1: show... wait, is there aside from this, is there really even that is there really even a good adaptation of a an old animated series transcribed to live action? Does that even exist? Um,
0: I don't know. I guess the I guess Casper's pretty decent. I can't remember. Like that whole that that whole period of time was like a really, like, a blur to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I'm partial to the first Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. It's, it's not as, uh, bad as everyone says it is. It's definitely better than the Squeakwolves.
0: Yeah, um, I, um, oh, yeah, speaking of Alvin and the Chipmunks, I, um, I just randomly remembered, like, Patton Oswalt did a routine where he, um where he like like he was talking about how he did um the how like he used to play Christmas don't be late really slow like at a slow rpm speed and like he and like he he had a, he, and he was just like mimicking um Dave's demonic slow down voice. Let us see if I can find
1: it. Yeah. This reminds me of when this, for some reason, this reminds me of the uh, famous John Mulaney, Tom Jones, uh, Russian Roulette story.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, so like uh, the Muppet inside jokes I was mentioning. Uh, in the Sex and Violence pilot, uh, Ralph mentions he used to be a big star with Jimmy Dean, but no one remembers him anymore.
1: Uh, since we're talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks, has uh, has anyone uh? Listened to Alvin and the Chipmunks on 16 speed.
0: Oh
2: no, no!
1: I have, and it is, it is.
0: It Exists the
1: uh, their cover of walk like an Egyptian. Their cover of like walk on an Egyptian is like, like
0: walk like is, an Egyptian. Is, is,
1: is literally post-punk at this point. (laughs) Also, we just missed the Billy uh, Crystal candy. Yeah, I saw it. I was watching it. We have both Mike and Sully in this. uh, Yep, um... We should do, like, a a bonus episode of the Chipmunks on 16th speed, honestly. Yep. Because it is, like, unlike anything you've heard before. Um... They also do 16-speed covers of My Sharona, uh, Refugee, and uh, Call Me uh, by Blondie. Oh. It is... uh, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, uh,
0: a mind-blowing... Yes, a coincidence brought both of them back together. Um, I mean, that's not as weird as, like, something we mentioned before recording. Um, So, like... There, was like, there were, like, these two siblings. Um, the, the, these two brothers, they were killed by the same taxi with the same driver and carrying the same passenger almost exactly a year later.
1: And uh, taking this uh, whole coincidence thing on a more humorous note, there was the American Ninja Warrior thing we talked about, where two uh, uh, oh, identical yeah. Tick Twins who got viral on TikTok Decided to be on the season premiere of American Ninja Warrior, <coughs> and uh, and from from their little backstory video, we, me and my dad thought, oh hey, maybe these guys have a chance. They're they're good at track and field and pole vaulting. Maybe they have a chance. But they then proceeded to wipe out in exactly the same spot.
2: <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> me and my dad. It was like the we second like, just...
2: obstacle too.
1: Yeah. yeah, me and my dad, we were just laughing our asses off. It was, it was, you real, I, if I could relive that moment again and again for the rest of my life, I would.
0: <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, whoopee Goldberg. And also,
1: we, we have the Mother of Olms as the uh, judge. Because yes. Because we
0: can. Yep. Yeah, she's, oh my god, I was going to say she was Mother of Olms. <laughs> and like, where's this I scene beat ya, where Sasha- I beat to it. Yeah, where, where's where's the scene where Sasha goes into her ear and she's and she doesn't want it, but, but it's gross and I don't wanna. Is...
1: If we're being honest, though, that that Mother of Olms episode is probably my least favorite episode of the series. It was just gross humor for the sake of it. I mean, nothing was gained, nothing was lost. Well, everything was lost for me.
0: Uh, I I'm I mean, but it I I did. Find it funny when Sasha didn't want to go into um. His... Oh yeah,
1: it has it has its moments. Every Amphibia episode has its moments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how Bullwinkle's just wearing a a cord outfit because just because.
2: Because
0: because um... I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: um anyway uh aladdin is playing on disney channel right now the original 1992 one not the one from 2018 uh... and uh i i know this because i was just turning around I, w- I was coughing i didn't want you guys to hear my cough and when i turned around you know what the first thing i see is uh, uh jasmine frenching jafar
0: <laughs> oh. oh my god oh 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 my god, I, I I can't believe I got this far in the movie without mentioning the guy that wrote this movie, Kenneth Lonergan. Uh, he wrote um, Gangs of New York and Manchester by the Sea.
1: That evokes the same energy as Noah Baumbach writing uh, Madagascar 3 to save his marriage. Or, yeah. no, not to save his marriage, to pay for his, pay for either his to pay t- for his marriage or to, to pay after his divorce or something like that.
0: Like, to, uh, pay, like, um, to pay off his divorce from Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah.
1: And oh, then there's... what did, uh, Baumbach do after, uh, Madagascar 3? He did a few out movies, like... This is where you name the movies, Romeo.
0: Marriage Story, um, White Noise. He co-wrote Barbie with Greta Gerwig. Um.
1: He... Here we go, yeah.
0: Um. Oh, that, like, this reminds me of, like, one of my favorite letterbox lists. Um, One of those, like, specific ones. Um...
1: I love the idea that the only reason Noah Baumbach is writing a Madagascar 3 is to pay off his divorce. Like, how about instead you write it because you want to? Let's see, he also wrote, uh, beforehand, he wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox with Wes Anderson and uh, the Myrowitz stories, uh, which he also directed.
0: I'm trying to find the, um, I'm trying to find And he list. also,
1: he also, uh, he also directed and wrote the uh, film we talked about early, early in this podcast, The Squid and the Whale.
0: Trying to find it, and, uh, hey, he's back.
1: Um, oh my god, another Jonathan Winters cameo. Yeah,
0: I, I found the list. Um, It's a letterboxd list called Movies in which a highly respected auteur filmmaker processed their own real-life divorce by depicting Scarlett Johansson in a deteriorating relationship with a man who is a content creator of some kind.
1: <laughs> I already know what the other film is.
0: Um, there's three other, mo- there is three movies in this list.
1: What? <laughs> um, Oh yeah. my god.
0: Marriage Story, Lost in Translation, <laughs> which is, uh, Sofia Coppola's movie, and Her, which is, uh, the Spike Jones movie where, um, where, like, Joaquin... Wait, thinks- isn't, isn't
1: Scarlett, isn't Scarlett Johansson also in Madagascar 3, or am I misremembering?
0: Um, wait, um, let me just, um, let, let me see, uh. Oh. I
1: might have, I might be misremembering, but for some reason, some stupid part of me thinks Scarlett Johansson was Alex's love interest.
0: Um, I don't know. She, okay, I'm. I'm she's I'm... not in it.
1: Okay, good. I I thought I was... she. No, that 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 distinction goes to Jessica Chastain. No. <laughs>
0: uh, oh my God, Jessica Chastain! Like she gets around. Like just recently, I saw her in the Macy's parade where she was talking to Traveling Matt from Fraggle Rock, and he was like, uh, he was like in like our world uh or outer space as they call it and then he was like i uh, was just like trying to find out about the Macy's parade and like it was just like uh, and and then like and then the and then the Fraggles are like hey we're going to have a thanksgiving parade too and like <laughs> it was just the cutest thing ever
1: yeah um my my dad loves Jessica Chastain uh specifically because uh, she was in Zero Dark Thirty but also because she's attractive and a good actor.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. in a lot of... She, she's got some really good... She's got a really good batting average. Um,
1: yeah, uh... Zero Dark Thirty, the film about the uh, the Navy Seals who shot Bin Laden, was directed by Catherine Bigelow, who also gave us uh, Point Blank and The Hurt Locker.
0: Yeah, um... Yeah, the, the movie, like... Um, which for a while <coughs> was remembered as the movie that um, were, that made her... Um, her husband at the Oscars. No, her ex-husband.
2: And her ex-husband
0: happens to be James Cameron.
1: Wait, uh, isn't, like, James Cameron a, a greasy old man? How old is Catherine Bigelow?
0: I don't know. She's, um, let me see how, um, let me, I'm going down a letterbox rabbit hole. Um, she uh doesn't say on her um letterbox that yeah how it doesn't it is.
1: doesn't really say their their ages uh Catherine Bigelow is uh seventy one
0: wait and what? I imagine
1: and James Cameron is sixty nine I always imagine James Cameron is eighty nine for some reason what,
2: what? wait Catherine Bigelow is older than James Cameron wow
1: I yeah this this surprises me too
2: what wow. Well.
1: Uh, she, uh, she married James in 1989, and they divorced two years later.
0: <laughs> uh, I remember it being a really big deal that, um, like, like she beat her ex-husband at the Oscars, like, when Avatar was, like, the more popular movie. it, And, like, and, uh,
1: and then... Uh, 2009. Back when the Academy cared more about artistry than popularity. Like, uh, uh, fucking uh, Green Book one specifically because the Academy did not like how everyone hated how popular it was.
0: And like, like that year was like really mid for Oscar nominees because like I remember like the, some really good movies got snubbed: The Sisters Brothers, Stan and Ollie, Hereditary, so many eighth grade um like all these really good movies, and like the Academy didn't like notice them.
1: The funniest part about all this is that uh, my, my mom DVD rented, like, Green Book for, like, like, three years ago. And we still have it. And she still hasn't watched it.
0: That, you got an overdue DVD.
1: <clears throat> what was that?
0: You got an overdue DVD.
1: Yes, we do. And I keep telling mom this but um she does not listen.
0: <laughs> Wait, was this from like a red box?
1: No, she she uh, she rented it from Netflix. Underline rent.
0: Oh my god, like Netflix is going to um Netflix is actually going to give up on like DVD rentals.
1: Oh, so that means we get to keep the Green Book DVD. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> The curse will never leave us. No! I remember, like, seeing, like, a live reaction of people watching Green Book win the Academy Awards, and then everyone was just screaming, like, what the hell? And then one <laughs> guy just faints in his, and falls back on his chair.
0: Yeah, like, um, yeah, like... Roma was, like, two to two win that year. Um, like, and I really... Still... And I haven't seen Green Book. I still think Roma should have won. I've seen Roma. It just... I, I... I guess it'll grow on me over time.
1: No one has seen Green Book.
0: Well, I... I don't have any intent. Um.
1: No one... No one... No one has seen Green Book, and no one wants to see Green Book. Yeah okay also little... uh rocky just i'm assuming that rocky just farted and that's why he was able to fly <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that was
0: <laughs> this
1: <is like> a... <laughs> uh, okay scratch i think that's the best visual joke in the movie
0: kiss For off me. I I didn't I, I didn't get it as a kid, and now I think it's one of the funniest things in the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. For the uh, people who don't watch the movie while listening to this podcast, uh Bullwinkle crashed the plane into a sign for the President of the United States, so that the so that the billboard was destroyed, almost destroyed. The only words were kiss on the top left and off at the bottom right. So it says kiss off.
2: Ah! <laughs> yep. Yeah. Did you guys see what I just posted in the chat? I some in some, some American,
0: American Ninja Warrior feel. I, I don't have the time to um
2: view it. I'm gonna
1: watch it. I have the time
2: <laughs> It's literally my favorite thing. It's in the videos to laugh at on your side
1: playlist. Yeah. Man this guy who this guy looks like he looks like a nice athlete. I'm describing the I'm visually describing this uh for everyone watching. So this guy, his name is Brian, he looks real good LA qualifying and finals, as the uh the subtitles say. He looks spry, he looks athletic, he's ready to go, he's uh running up to the first obstacle course, which is just jumping off these <laughs> Oh <my> god
0: <laughs> wow!
1: How? How my god <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad, but like how poor coordination can you have?
0: Okay, let me see this. Um, okay, let me see oh this God. for myself.
1: What would have made it even funnier if, if this was the Swedish dub where after he fell, the word slut just appeared. <laughs> Okay, um uh, I wonder if the uh yeah. what I wonder if we watch the Rocky and uh Bullwinkle uh Swedish dub. I wonder what the end if there was an end title <laughs> card. I wonder what it would say.
0: Okay. <laughs> I just see <coughs> it. Like, I- I've seen it like that is like that is so funny. Like like how do you feel, fuck up this badly? Um, like, imagine if Rocky and Bullwinkle went on American Ninja Warrior. Like, if this movie came out in, like, the mid-2010s, there would totally be a Rocky and Bullwinkle-themed course on American Ninja Warrior. For real, right?
1: <laughs> Remember the, uh, wait, did, I feel like in, like, 2019 or some was there, like, a fucking, like, Secret Life of Pets 2-themed obstacle course?
2: I think there must have been. I think so. I... <laughs> they, a, they just had a they had a
1: teenage mutant ninja, ninja turtles one this season. Oh um, yeah, nice. I, the, I, I I still got to see mutant mayhem. I've I've heard real good things about mutant
0: mayhem. Yeah, I've I was gonna see it today, but um today or yesterday, but um then I I had to do like an extra job, um or I had to do an extra job on this TV show. Um, so watch out for it. Um, in some. Watch out for um, some.
1: We uh, we Americans may have to wait a while, but you yeah. Canadians, you gotta keep you got a few months.
0: Yeah. Um. It's. I I did a cu- I did a couple this season. Um. Well, let me just say that. Um. If you're interested in checking it out, it's uh son of a Critch. It just started airing on the CW. All
1: right. And uh, you said you were like on like the third season.
0: Um, yeah, we did stuff for the third season. Um, it yeah, mid- so the th- the it's gonna season. be
1: like at um, least Raleigh, um, a- it's gonna be at least a year or two before we get to it.
0: Uh, or like a, or like the, or like mid season or something, <coughs> uh, Riley. Um, you you're considering watching Son of a Critch, right? I don't want to spoil anything about um about my involvement on the show um because NDAs. But I've done a couple, and I've done some stuff. And, uh. Yeah. So, yeah, there are. Like, they're basically brainwashing people through waves of. um, Through TV waves. Um, You say
1: you signed an NDA agreement, but now you're just suddenly spoiling what's happening. Wow. No,
0: no, no, this is what's happening in the movie. Sorry.
1: Okay, sorry, yeah, sorry. good.
0: <laughs> and, uh,
1: for a second I thought son of a Quitch was stealing from the world renowned adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs>
0: That's um yeah, uh, nice save.
1: It <laughs> yeah.
0: would be so funny if that have ended up happening on the show eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah. You should you should do that for one of your big time movies or shows. Just rip something off from uh, uh adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle circa 2000.
0: And like um, like one of the movie, one of the movie ideas I have is like um, set um in 1999, a year before this movie came out, and like they're like um, and like the main characters are fans of the show, and like one of the last things they do together during the summer is see Dudley Do Right, which is base, which is another movie based on the Rocky and Bullwinkle lore, and but it came out like a year earlier. And it features uh, future Oscar winner Brendan Fraser during his, like, goofy period. Like, it was like, I, I remember, like, because like, it was, like, off the heels of George of the Jungle. And then, like, the and the, pro- and the trailer was, like, from the creator of George of the Jungle and the star of George of the Jungle and from, like, some people that saw George of the Jungle comes Dudley Do-Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since Romy uh, talked about something she was involved in, I'm now going to talk about something I was involved in. Well, I am involved in. It. <coughs> so I am actually a writer for the uh, for an, a fan episode of Amphibia called uh, "One Last Adventure." And again, I I cannot disclose what the story is or what parts of the plot I wrote because again, I I didn't sign a non disclosure agreement. But uh, I think it's common courtesy that I I just. Don't reveal anything about what's going to happen. I, I want to keep it. I want to keep it surprised. I want to keep you all on the edge of your toes. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That said, uh, I was going to add a reference to the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, circa 2000, but I couldn't find the time. Also, I was lying because I haven't seen the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle yet. I'm watching it for the first time, cold, right now. Ah. <laughs>
2: I just realized that, um, there was another clip of that fail, and it's, like, the whole, like, um, segment about him. So you have to watch, like, the first, um, you have to watch the whole <laughs> thing, because that makes it even funnier.
1: Yes. <laughs> I remember seeing those, uh, TikTok twins' backstory just made their fails even funnier.
2: Yeah, yeah, you have to go back to this, you have to go back to this one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh the the Rocky and Bowinkle reference was false. But uh I do remember I, I can reveal this though. This is one little teeny tiny thing that doesn't have anything to do with the plot. We were gonna try to make an Among Us reference, but we it got uh, shafted. So that's all you get.
0: Yeah, um so we were really gonna be um, like, uh, maybe, maybe it was
1: gonna be like Mar- Marcy pointing at a vent going, look, just like a mogus. <laughs> but that's it that's, oh, that's it hilarious. that's it I'm not that's it I'm not I'm not doing anything else so no. um you can't you so, can't pry it out of me
0: yeah so in this scene um like Rocky and Bull so Bullwinkle is like um the president is um being brainwashed by the show but um Bullwinkle is unaffected because he's too stupid to be affected <laughs> Like it was like, uh, yeah, there was something something similar happened in the actual show. like there was like um, <laughs> Boris and Natasha were spraying out all this goof gas, which made people stupid, and uh then they sprayed Rocky and Bowwinkle, and um then Rocky was like affected, but Bowwinkle wasn't because he's too stupid to be affected because like because he has no he basically has no brain.
1: I love how they bring back the continuity.
0: Yeah, they, they, like, there was, like, a newspaper headline that, um, actually mentioned that, mentioned GoofGas, which, um.
1: Yeah. You see, that this, there's, like, a whole new world in this. Uh, not, not a new world, but a little world in this show.
0: Yeah. So, yes, so to, um.
1: Why did this movie uh, kickstart the Rocky and Bullwinkle cinematic universe? I I don't understand.
0: Um, they were gonna make a Mr Peabody and Sherman movie at that point but then they but then this movie did mid at the box office and then they um yeah, the, then they decide, and then they, yeah, they didn't I, make a um, Mr. Peabody I think movie until like two thousand fourteen.
1: Yeah, and honestly I think I, I think I like the Peabody and Sherman adaptation. It's not it's not great, but uh it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think it deserves much that much flack.
0: I mean, I and I also, love that, uh, I movie. I feel that movie. like
1: I Yeah. Also, I wanted to point I I I do have this uh theory about why the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie didn't do well. Yes, it was a very popular show in the 1960s. But considering that it was up against the ranks of the Looney Tunes, the Jetsons and the Flintstones, Rocky and Bowling was kind of like the lesser man on the totem pole, popularity-wise. Not, uh, like...
0: Yeah, like, like I, I... Yeah, I, I'm surprised they still... They don't, like, they... To this day, it's not, like, the original show isn't being, like, memed upon. Like, um...
1: In the, sim- in the similar vein that those shows are. Yeah. And it might be because it's... Uh, the, uh, the film... The show was, like, made on a shoestring budget. Yeah. It, it looks cheap. I mean, The Flintstones was also made on a shoestring budget, but it had the uh, benefit of a doubt being released, being one of the first Saturday morning cartoons.
0: Yeah, it was. A, and you no, know, actually, it was. Everyone actually, was around. Yeah, it was actually one of the first prime-time uh, animated shows, and like it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like it was like, it like it was like a game changer in the realm of animation, like. It was like a... It was just basically your average Domcom, but it just so happened to be animated and in the Stone Age. And uh, we should also give the Flintstones uh, this credit. That, um... That it's, um... Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it created... It, it spawned a video game that led to one of the Best um, memes best meme channels around that being um that being Seva Gunner.
1: I knew you were gonna say Siva Gunner yep. <laughs> uh, some some part thought of thought me said this is gonna turn to Siva isn't it? Yep,
0: Siva, yeah, Siva. also
1: what what separates a domcom from a sitcom?
0: Uh, like a domestic comedy like how about home life? so um you
1: could could say that a lot of sitcoms are are based around domestic life full house good luck charlie the great sitcom dog with a blog
0: yes (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah the
1: (coughs) for context watch mojo released a top 20 worst sitcoms of all time list dog with a blog is number six and they are wrong and they are stupid
0: I love how she just suddenly went. She just breaks out, breaks yeah. out in the backflip. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of speaking of Siva Gunner, they actually um, they're actually in the midst. They're doing a watch me whip, watch me nay nay day for some reason. And it, this isn't the first time this has happened. Um, oddly enough.
1: Hmm. You think they'd retire that after uh, Silento got arrested and. The shit.
0: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh. so, um... You know, I
1: was just—I was just thinking this. This might be a, a a bad idea in the long run. But what if they did a a movie very similar to this premise, but instead of Rocky and Bullwinkle, we had our favorite anthropomorphic animals of all time. They've been with us since we were very little. You know them. You love them. The fucking Backyardigans. I it. knew
0: you were gonna say that! I knew where you were going to go with that! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, like, and the Backyardigans Barbie crossover. Uh, oh my god. Featuring the hit song, I'm Just Ken. Uh, no, a, featuring a mashup of I'm Just Ken with Castaways.
1: I would honestly, pref- I would honestly like a, a Backyard Against Medium blend movie. Because at the very least, it would Wait. be better than the Chip and Jails Recu- Rescue Rangers movie. And um, it has Pablo in it. Anything Pablo is in is gold.
0: Yeah, such so as the Super Mario Brothers movie.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, so... they should make a reference to that. Like, <laughs> wait, this movie should be about the backyardigans. They're they're grown up. They have dead end jobs like everyone else. But then they have a little reunion, and they get stuck in the little world that they've created in their backyard.
2: Wait, that would be hella cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it would make a special uh, uh, guest appearance uh, by uh, fucking. Uh,
0: Adam Pascal?
1: No, not. Oh, Adam Pascal would actually be cool. Uh, but I was thinking uh, Cindy Lauper could be the lady in pink, or Whoa. maybe someone else.
0: Oh, it was it just feel like, oh my god, my train of thought is going everywhere.
1: Mine is too. Also, this part, is,
2: that Adam this part is... This like, part is... An egg anymore? <laughs> what if Adam Sandler makes a cameo? Yes, oh my what if Adam Sandler was in we this should... movie for no
0: reason?
1: Also, uh, we, we missed this uh, funny scene. Uh, really bad television was renamed to Rocky and Bullwinkle television. And then uh, Bullwinkle takes off his glasses, glances to the camera and says, what's the difference? Um...
0: Oh my god, I was gonna say something. And fun fact,
1: that is the the shot, the scene from the trailer that had Bullwinkle saying, what's up?
0: Oh my god. I'm just imagining, for some reason I'm imagining, what would the Snyder cut be like?
1: The Snyder cut of the backyard again. No, the Snyder cut
0: of Rocky and Bullwinkle.
1: Oh my god. It would be at least an hour longer, have a bunch more celebrity (laughs) cameos, and I would be there for it, yeah yeah <laughs> man i'm 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 not I'm not about to say that this film is perfect by any stretch, but I really do think that it does not deserve all the hate it has gotten
0: same yeah like yeah. same. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so Karen is having a conversation with her inner child, which is like a, a running joke in the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that. I was, like, I, I was wondering who is this little girl, and I'm thinking, like, oh, it's this, it's it's her. She's she's trapped her young essence in her eye forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, like. <clears throat>
1: I'm searching up Rocky and Bullwinkle on Letterboxd right now. It has a deplorable 2.2 out of 5. Wow. Uh, I'm going to help that by is, giving the, it a decent 4. This is uh, the
0: Shrek Forever After of movies. Um, of, of like of cartoon adaptations.
1: Uh, Shea Frovis, if you're watching or listening to this, please make a video on why the adventures of Rocky and is while not the best thing ever, still very underappreciated.
0: Um yeah um yeah I actually edited for Schaefer's DreamWorks ranking, uh and uh, I, I I I urged people to watch the original show uh, because of I edited the Mr Peabody segment. Oh yeah, she abandoned a guy at the movie theater.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he waited for her for days, probably weeks on end.
0: And, like, that is loyalty right there. Yeah.
1: I honestly feel bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually looking at his face, not really.
2: Damn. <laughs> you guys have to... No. You guys should watch the, um... The full, like, thing I that I posted. I posted it in the gen chat. If you guys want yeah, to if you guys watch it. Warrior.
1: Um... Yeah. Oh my gosh! They're seeing the movie *The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle*, produced by Minnie bogle,
0: <laughs> Yeah, who earlier in the movie was shredding <laughs> scripts for being too intelligent, which uh, that, which is like, um, I mean that it shouldn't it 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 should be like this um, it shouldn't be like that true because like we just watched a three-hour um prestige drama. Set in world war two um like gross over seven hundred million at the box office
1: yeah imagine if uh but if imagine if that woman existed in real life yeah uh <laughs> Oppenheimer would not exist <laughs> if she was in power yeah yeah, man. It's glad to, I'm glad to see Rocky and Bullwinkle have a, a new start, but it's a it's a shame now that 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 start is kind of in vain because this film tanked at the box office.
0: I mean, they I mean they did have a new show and they had a bunch of Funkle Pops. I have two of them on my shelf right now. Yep. but I mean, and
1: and with both you and I's uh, help and support. In an in an interview, we could both mention the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, about how it is one of the better live action animation adaptations out there.
0: Maybe if Taylor Swift said she liked the original <laughs> show, yeah, <laughs>
1: <No.
2: laughs>
1: yeah, yes. The that is that is definitely Taylor Swift's taste watching yeah. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle while listening to The Velvet Underground and Nico.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so explain why, explain the uh, uh, significance of Taylor Swift's listening to The Velvet Un- Oh, yeah, before recording, we... Um...
1: Oh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll explain it because I said it. Uh, I asked Riley if maybe she wanted to show up on our Rock of Ages episode for The Velvet Underground's uh, famous self-titled debut, plus Nico. You no, know, the famous album cover with the banana. But uh, Riley was too busy, which I said was kind of a shame because I I did want to ask her if maybe I I kind of figured she would not like the album because like Funhouse, it is a very abrasive and hard to get into album. But I and I wanted to ask her in the in the episode if if Taylor Swift said in in an interview that her favorite album was The Velvet Underground and Nico, would she like it more?
2: Yeah. Probably not. Like more, probably
1: not. Oh damn! Mark Mothersbaugh did the music for this?
2: Yeah, he did. Like that's the. This is the movie
0: Six Degrees of the Mitchells versus the Machines.
1: Like oh we should we should just have a, a game now. Six Degrees of Mark Mothersbaugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we every uh,
1: every big film composer is attached to Mark Mothersbaugh somehow. Ooh, that rhymed.
0: Um, so that, um, yeah, uh, like, it, it's like, it's like the game we currently have on Rocker, Rock of Ages, Six Degrees of Rupert Holmes.
1: Rupert Holmes being the guy behind the If You Like Pina Coladas, because as it happens, he wrote a musical with Candor and Ebb.
2: What? Yep.
1: Yes, and I'm, I'm not kidding. It's called Curtains, and it stars, uh, uh, David Hyde Pierce.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And now that's just going to be a game with every single musical we do now. We're just going to, we're just going to link it to, to Rupert Holmes somehow.
0: Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Um, so this was a fun episode proving that Trey's always don't have, um, they don't, we haven't lost our touch.
1: Wait, uh, I I I do want to I I want to do something. I just want to do one little test first, and then you can say your uh your closing remarks. I am going to play six degrees of separation with Rupert Holmes on this
0: movie. Oh yeah,
1: movie.
0: Okay. You're kind of glitching out.
1: I uh, I I yeah, I was glitching out, but I'm going to. I'm gonna play "The Six Degrees of Separation" with Rupert Holmes and "The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle." Okay. The uh, I'm plugging it into ChatGPT because this is how I do shit now. It's sad.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, just be quick. Um.
1: I know the the credits are almost uh, the, the 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 credits are rolling, but and my my computer is slow. I hate my computer. Just kidding. I love you, baby. Um. Doo-doo-doo.
0: It's so crazy how much work goes into like, like these little things. The- these little things that make a make a great movie.
1: It's like Lord Hater said in that famous "Wander Over Yonder" quote. Ah, animation is so hard. People who do this for a living deserve more credit and respect. For a villain, he was spitting straight facts.
0: Yeah, um, y- is it ready yet?
1: No, it finally stopped loading.
0: Um, this, I mean, I mean...
1: Okay, it, I, okay, we're back. Operation with Rupert Holmes and Rocky and Bowinkle 2000.
0: Okay. Um, this is a nice little song um about um how I I just what, like looking into, into your inner child or something like um you want to check it out yeah. like it's on streaming services it's sung by Lisa mcclory All right
1: Okay here we go Yeah step 1 Okay Room- Song uh, I, I, you're year, out, so... another popular hit the song him uh, uh, oh shit uh okay let me let's try this again rupert holmes wrote escape the pina colada song the previous year, the next year rupert holmes released the album adventure which included the song him the song him was used in the soundtrack for the film the virgin suicides directed by sofia coppola sofia coppola also directed lost in translation starring bill murray which we uh, uh talked about for, Okay, this is just straight-up wrong. It's just, it says here that Bill Murray provided the voice for the character Rocky and Rocky and Bowling. <laughs> no! But... No,
0: that's not it! <laughs> Fuck you, ChatGPT! You're not to be trusted! Okay, so, uh... This is why you, can't...
1: In... you know what? We can just... And we can just end it right here.
0: Yeah, um, so, basically... Yeah, so, like, um, I guess we'll end it here, um... So, thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you. We'll probably see you around
2: Thanksgiving.
1: All um, right. Say say goodbye, everyone.
2: Bye. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Right.
2: Thank you. <laughs>